0: I'm Dr. Ben Dale, and I have a fear of retirement. Well, welcome to episode two. Hopefully you enjoyed episode one. And uh, just to recap briefly, you talked about my journey to being retired um, I'm probably a decade early for retirement the standard what the world considers retirement age and it was uh, an unusual idea for sure and one that uh, I entered with fear and hesitancy and doubt but um, I had a pretty deliberate process, I think, to approach it and to and, and to get to a point where now I'm into retirement, and I and I'm I'm still working it out on a lot of levels, but uh, I'd like to share some of the things I've been doing. I talked about four things that I um, started taking down notes and ideas, the first of which was a daily routine. I, what, a portion of my fear had to do with just days going by, days turning into weeks, turning into months, turning into years. And what identity do I have? What brand do I have? Who am I as a person? What are the things that I value? And I started writing down a few things that I wanted to do on a daily basis. And those of you that know me, uh, you know what went right at the top of the list. Was uh, working on the physical self, uh, working out, exercising. I don't want to get old. So this is a problem with retirement and aging and not being able to stop the aging clock I, I, I've i been a nut about this for the better part of a decade. About 12 years ago, uh, there was an article about me in a local newspaper. I was on the cover, as a matter of fact, of the newspaper. And uh, I remember looking at that article and thinking that I didn't look good. I looked overweight. I looked out of shape. And... Uh, Knowing that I was getting older and, you know, understanding, uh, I started to want to work on that. Something else happened around the same time, I lost uh, feeling in the sides of my legs. So if you just run your hand down the side of your leg, kind of in between your quad muscle and and your hamstring, just down the side, I had no feeling, none you could have stuck a knife in the side of my leg and, and I, and I didn't feel a thing. So I went to a friend of mine who is a trainer. His name was Tim Cooper. Uh, and I said, Tim, what do I do now? Tim, Tim's trained Olympic athletes. He's trained professional athletes. He's trained Lakers and Clippers and LA Kings. And, you know, you get an idea of where I was living at the time. And, and I went to Tim and I said, Hey, uh I've lost all the feeling in the sides of my legs. And without even blinking, he said, So how much do you weigh? And I said, I don't know, 225, 230. And he said, So uh how much do you weigh? <laughs> and I said, Okay, I, I weigh about two fifty five. Now I'm six foot six, so uh you can hide two fifty five a little bit, but you know. 255 is still 255, and so, he said to me, uh, lose 20 pounds, and the uh, feeling will come back in your legs, He so said the extra weight is compressing your spine, now, I'm not that kind of doctor, so all you doctors out there who want to take issue, go ahead and put it in the comments, but just know, that I was taking Tim's word, and I respected the heck out of that guy, um, and he's just parenthetically about Tim. He's he since passed. He he got uh, cancer and passed, and and we all sorely miss him. And there were uh, hundreds, maybe thousands of people who he helped in a lifetime. And one of them was me. So I said, lose the weight. So at the time, I was uh, uh, working on my doctorate, which involved a, a lot of reading. And if any of you have ever gotten a doctorate before, uh, you'll probably agree that I swore about seven-eighths of the way through my doctorate. I'll never read another thing again. I was done with reading. Reading and I were finished. I'd, I felt like I'd read all the books uh, by the time I got my doctorate. So what I did to lose weight is uh, I would take... A book I was reading or or some materials I was reading and I would just go to the local fitness place and I would get on a bike and I would just ride and I had headphones I listen to music I think I went through the whole Foo Fighters catalog and and I would get lost in the music and the reading and I'd make little notes in the margin but the whole time I'm pedaling and because of who I was at the time I didn't really, I, I wanted to be anonymous in that setting and, and around the area there I wasn't anonymous. So I, I had a hoodie that I'd pull down over my head and I wore big sweats and big hoodie and earphones and, and I would just ride. And uh, I, I, And I wouldn't realize it but I would ride for hours on that bike in that stupid gym. And I'd look up, and I'd been on the bike for four hours, or three and a half, four hours. And a and a crazy thing happened: the weight just fell off. I've always had high metabolism. I've always been, you know, thin-ish, uh, slender-ish, but uh, the weight just fell off. And I went. I was supposed to, you know, 20 pounds in, in his in Tim's estimation, if I got down to about. 230 235 I get the feeling back within six months I was down to 205 and I lost a ton of weight and that felt good the feelings the feeling did come back in the side of my legs I felt better about you know not feeling heavy um, and I and I realized that in the whole scheme of things that wasn't that heavy but to me it was I I, I I didn't like the way I felt, I didn't like the way I looked, and so I wanted to get that weight off, I got down to 205, and I went into Tim, and I said, you know, hey, I'm feeling pretty good, and he goes, man, you look great, he said, but you need to, you need to start lifting weights, Uh, now you've got all that weight off, you need to put muscle back, and Tim, what, what made Tim Cooper such a great trainer is he understood his audience. And so he knew that he knew two things about me. One, that I, I would not back down from a challenge. So if I felt challenged by him, that I would push back. And number two, that I, in my core, I'm a student. So he handed me this book. I wish I still had it. It was basically an anatomy and physiology book, but it was based on lifting. So it had you know various muscle groups where the muscle group was highlighted in an like out of an anatomy and physiology textbook, but then underneath it 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 would say to to isolate or to lift this muscle, do these nine workouts, and that will do it and he handed me that, and he said, uh Tell, tell me about your history with weightlifting. And I said, uh, well, as a high school kid, I was crazy skinny. I've been 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six since I was a ninth grader. But in the ninth grade, I was 6'6", six, six, 135. So I, I look like an enemy prisoner of war. You know, I, I looked like I'd been at Andersonville or something. And so uh, I, I always, and I had friends who lifted and were muscular. I had family. And my cousin Shane, you know, he he would do one rep and his muscles would just pop out of his shirt. You know, the guy just was blessed with that, with those jeans, but not me. And so, and I got made fun of uh, a lot uh, by teammates for being so skinny and I wasn't strong. And And I said, to, I told Tim that story and I said, I always wanted to be able to bench press like the strong guys and you know i'm not talking i'm not talking football players i'm professional football players i'm just talking about the guys in the gym when i was growing up when i was a kid you know uh wayne whitaker and mike clay and johnny clark and Breckwood and herman hofschneider and uh you know uh jerry foster you know, I, I, and Rufus Smith, I wanted to lift like those guys, because, you know, I quietly just admired their ability to work out, get bigger, get better, I never could, and he said, well, what do you want to do, and I said, well, to me, the gold standard is to press three plates on bench press, and for you non-lifters, that means three 45-pound plates on each side, which is 315 pounds, <laughs> And he he goes, wow, uh, 315, that's a big goal. And I said, well, you know, if I could do that. And at the time, I'm like, I'm probably, see, this was in 2011, you know, so I'm in my early 40s. And, you know, it's not too old, but it's also not 25 years old, right? These 25-year-olds in the gym. So I'm a little bit of an older guy. To, and he said well 315 you know let take a lot of work and i said is it really you know how much work could it be so i figured you know six seven eight months i could get it done it took five years uh, for me to get that weight and i worked my tail off and i studied that book and i learned what it was all about to put on muscle mass and i did all i you know i took did the protein shakes and I, I did creatine for a while. Uh, I, I didn't really like it, but I did do it for a while. And, uh, and I, uh, worked really hard and I never, and I, I took Sundays off, but I lifted two hours a night, six days a week. And, and I learned a lot about myself. Um, I learned that to get good at bench press, it isn't just bench pressing all the time. There's, a lot of muscles in your shoulders and your back and your forearms and your biceps, uh, your core that goes into making a good bench press. But five years later, uh, I, I have a couple of videos of me doing three fifteen on the bench press. <laughs> now, after I, I have to tell you though that that kind of lifting is I, I don't feel is a sustainable health model because. You have to put on so much bulk to get that weight. Little skinny guys or little skinny people are not going to be able to lift 315. I had to bulk up again. But I tried to bulk up the right way. And one of the things I was proud of is that I got up to back up to from 205 to 235. But my waist size stayed the same. So, you know, I'm putting on all this weight in, in other places. The other issue with lifting that kind of weight is you're you're always your body was always under stress. So part of the reason why it took five years was you know you're always in danger of uh, pushing yourself too far and getting a shoulder injury. I was always having issue with my uh, elbows, you know, like a tendonitis in my elbows. Um, <laughs> halfway through the process, I got. Injured skiing, half uh, two thirds the way through the process, I was on the game show Wipeout and broke six ribs. You know, all of these constant setbacks it, it made the process longer to get to three fifteen, but also, you know, it, uh, it 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 it's a I have the utmost respect for weightlifters who lift heavy weight because they're constantly battling their body's immortality uh nothing but respect for for those folks so I, I I developed this habit of working out I developed a lifestyle of working out uh there's a lot of psychology in working out you know if you're a a fitness nut you know and you miss a day uh, you feel awful the next day you feel overweight and out of shape and you you it starts to mess with your you know, you get depressed, um, my my assistant at work, if I had missed a couple, three days, she would say, you know, you, you haven't, have you, when was the last time you worked out, and it'd be Friday, and I'd say, yeah, Tuesday, she'd go, you know, you need to go today, tomorrow, and Monday morning before you come to work, because, you know, you're a total jerk uh, when you don't work out, and I, I always said that uh, fitness turned me into a German Shepherd, you know if I don't get my walk my daily walk I'm gonna chew up all your stuff So I knew in retirement that I wanted to keep a workout regimen now when I left the heavy lifting world I just wanted to be fit. So now my workout routine is 30 minutes and I just want to be fit so I do cardio I do Pilates and um, I do uh, a lot of uh, uh, motion type fitness, and I just want to be fit. So 30 minutes a day, I wanted to work out in retirement. and I've done it, Uh, again, I do every day but Sunday, and I'm working out 30 minutes. Now I've got to get it done in the morning. If I don't do it in the morning, it's not getting done. So one of the first things I do when I wake up in the morning is I go do that. So I'll do some cardio, I do some light lifting still, you know, I want to stay toned. So, I'll, you know, I'm doing probably 200 push-ups a day, uh, doing maybe uh, 50 each bicep curls, doing some rows, doing some uh, military press. And then I have one of those ab rollers where you extend out. It's like a little wheel and you extend out and back, and try to keep a nice core. It's difficult at our age to do that, but you, you know, you do it every day. And you can maintain that. Now, in the genre of learning new things, I wanted to learn some combat sports. So I got a heavy bag and I hung it up in the garage. And that was my second goal was to learn how to box. So I put up a 100-pound heavy bag in the garage. I did it a stupid way. I hooked it to like a bicycle hook like you hang from the ceiling and hang a bike on. And that lasted two days and I busted that hook off. Um, I'd like to say is cause I throw a big punch, but th- it was just a stupid way to hang a hundred pound heavy bag. So then I got a bracket and I, and I, uh, I mounted a bracket to a cross beam in the garage and drilled the holes into the cross beam with this U uh, shaped bracket. And then I hung the hook from that and that, and that's lasted pretty well. So, uh, I got this bag, I bought some UFC gloves and, and, I found these workouts on YouTube where you do three-minute rounds like a boxing match and you do you know different combinations I did one three-minute round and I think it's the closest to death I've ever come like I saw the light in the tunnel those guys are in good shape boxers the men and women who box are unbelievable athletes based on what I experienced. I did one three minute round and I and I almost died. So the next day I came out and I was gonna do a little more. And I bought these UFC gloves to do the heavy bag. And I did the workout the second day I took the gloves off and my knuckles were torn all up. I didn't get hand I didn't know what hand wraps were. So I had to take two weeks off to let my hands heal, and I got hand wraps and now I wrap my hands, put on the gloves, and I do that. So my regimen each week is I have uh uh two straight cardio days where I do uh Pilates and running I have uh one day that's straight lifting with a little bit of warm up cardio then I lift and then uh I have two days where I do I lift and I work the heavy bag, and I'm up to uh, five rounds. I can I can do five three-minute rounds with a thirty-second break in between. And uh, boy, you wanna you wanna work out and do something difficult? Try boxing. One of the, one of the other things I want to do is meditate. Um people who are my friends lovingly say I'm a you know I I'm a bit of a a psycho and so I think they mean that in the most loving way and I got a lot going on in my head Uh, my mind runs 10,000 miles an hour sometimes it's okay sometimes it's a problem so I want to learn to meditate and calm down my brain and so again YouTube is fantastic I found these meditation videos um, and I do 10 minutes of meditation every day and I uh, and, it, and it, it man it really helps you know again I'm, a, I'm an East Texas guy and that all sounds kind of you know like voodoo magic to somebody from East Texas um, but I, I really like it and it does calm me down And calms down my brain I wanted to read every day I I read 15 minutes Um, I'm religious so uh, I read scriptures for 15 minutes every day and you can read a lot in 15 minutes I was shocked how much reading you can do in 15 minutes one thing I wanted to do is I wanted to write letters it was just an idea that popped in my head I wrote it down I wrote all my ideas down in Evernote I have a former colleague who was Talk about me being psycho. He was psycho for Evernote. So I made it Evernote with my ideas. And one of the things I wrote down was, I want to write a letter. So I got this stationery. I spent some money, bought this stationery. It's got my you know, monogrammed initials on it and my address printed on the envelope. And that m- maybe sounds a little bougie, but I wanted to make it easy. Like I, I think these things, the harder it is to get it done, the harder it is to do it, and you won't start, so I wanted to make the letter writing really simple, so, you know, get these cards, so there's a card and an envelope, and all I have to do is grab the card and write the letter, uh, and because it's a card, you know, I don't have to write a whole lot, you know, I'd just, you know, dear so-and-so, and check in, and and I wanted to write uh, one a day, that's a lot, and I've done pretty well with that. I started out really well. Like the first three weeks of retirement, I think I wrote 50 of those things and sent them out to people. But that was, I had a lot of people to thank. People were very gracious during my retirement. So I had a lot of people to thank. I wrote these thank you cards. And now I just go through the contacts in my phone. So I just go through the contacts and I go, Oh, there's somebody I should write them a letter. And I write, "Uh, I'm doing I'm doing, all right, I'm going to be honest, I'm doing two a week now. Uh, when I told a friend I was going to do this, I said one a week. So I'm doing twice what I told a friend, you know, the idea about making goals. If you want to accomplish a goal, tell a friend because it holds you accountable. So this friend, uh, my friend Tara, I told her I'm going to do one a week. And she th- she said I was crazy that, uh, that you're going to handwrite a letter, you know, what is this? like uh, 19th century and I thought there's just something personal about writing somebody a letter I wrote her one so she got one because I can't stand her uh, her wrath and so uh, I wrote her one but uh, I think there's something personal about writing somebody a handwritten letter even if your handwriting is crappy like mine um, It's it, it just feels like you care and so I've been writing them uh, I do music um, I've over the year over the past decade and a half I've put out five four albums and an EP uh, so I play guitar and do music so I want to do 30 minutes of music a day and so that 30 minutes is playing uh, along to other artists to keep my chops up and some writing uh, we're starting to write the fifth album but I'm not a good guitar player I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a passable, sit around the campfire and let's all sing along guitar player but I'm not, I haven't recorded I do the vocals on our albums I, my instrumentation is nowhere on any of our records um, so I want to get better guitar so I looked up uh, playing scales and so the first one of course is the G scale and so I've been playing the G scale every day. So when I sit down for my 30 minutes of playing, the first thing I do is I play up and down the fretboard, the G scale, uh, 10 times. And, you know, 10 times, it doesn't take that long. You think, well, that's not really a lot, Ben. But uh, you, if you do it every day, you get better pretty fast. And now I can kind of, what I consider, kind of smoke up and down that uh fretboard play the g scale um compared to real guitar players no i i still can't do it well but i'm better and that and i think that's the whole key to this process is you know you don't have to be great at everything just get a little bit of just get a little bit better every day you know it's 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 not about how where you're at it's about where you're headed and i was and i I think in my life, I want, always want my trajectory to be upward. Um, I put on here also that I wanted to get into yoga. I haven't done that yet. I uh, still intend to do that. So, uh, I'll, I'll get to that. Now, I'm a neat freak. So, one of the things I wrote down here was housework. Um... We're now located in Albuquerque. I'm coming to you recording this from Albuquerque, uh, New Mexico, and we bought a beautiful home in Nob Hill in Albuquerque. And I wanted to uh, keep the house organized in a way that I wanted. And my, my wife, my partner and I, we've all shared those duties. We, 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 we have pretty good division of duties. But I've always kind of been the cleaner. Now, if she were sitting here, she would say, not deep cleaning, right? I straighten. So I I keep things picked up. uh, I keep things put away. But I've always kept things put away the way she had organized the house. So I decided without much consultation, which is painful to say, that I would organize the house the way I wanted it. And that hasn't come without its growing pains um i'm tall and i i think she's tall but you know she's not as tall as i am so i have a tendency to not think that shelves are high put things too high on shelves you know i i organize it i'm very meticulous about how it's organized and it's not what she's used to so it's hard to find things for her and there's a lot oftentimes there's a little bit of tension between us because you know she'll say where's 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 the spatula? And to me, it doesn't sound like, where's the spatula? It sounds like, I hate where you've put the spatula, so I'm going to say it out loud and make you tell me where it is. That's not what she's doing, but it's what I hear. And so we're working through that together. Uh, And there's a lot of patience on her side and a little bit of calm the heck down on my side. Uh, But, you know, I'm enjoying it. And so I, my routine is, uh, I do, I've always done the laundry in the family. So, uh, I, I do the laundry on Thursdays and I, um, and I'm very, uh, adamant about the laundry should be washed and dried and folded and put away. There's no laundry laying around our house. That drives me crazy. So, uh, I do that on Thursdays and then on Fridays, i clean the house so i start by washing the dogs and i get the dogs all washed because that makes an awful mess and then once the we have two french bulldogs mac and lou and i get give mac and lou their bath friday uh, when i do the house clean i try to get this done in two hours so i wash mac and lou and then i clean the bathroom that i washed them in we have a big tub in the master bath I wash them in there because I can contain them in there because they want to run from me. They hate baths. And I wash them and then I clean that bathroom and then I clean the kids' bathroom upstairs and then I uh, do the floors upstairs. So uh, our floors are all wood so I vacuum and clean the wood floors and then I uh, we have uh, two throw rugs in the t- two kids' bedrooms upstairs and I vacuum those. And then I go downstairs, and there's a guest bathroom downstairs. It's also our daughter Katie's bathroom when she's here. And I do that bathroom, and then I do the floors downstairs. And then I I keep the kitchen pretty clean, but I run through the kitchen real quick. And and when I say clean the bathrooms, I'm talking like sinks and toilets and tubs, y'all. I mean, uh, I'm getting in there. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the deep cleaning that my wife would sit here and say, yeah, you don't do deep cleaning. I'm trying to do that now. So I do that in the kitchen, and then I pick one room each week. Last week it was our sitting room, like a living room. Uh, I, it, I call it a sitting or living room because there's no TV in it, right? It's just where you, you know, you uh, receive people when they come over and you sit and you visit. So I pick one room, pick the sitting room, the visiting, the living room last week, and I do I pull. All the furniture away from the walls. I vacuum behind the furnitures and the cabinets and the piano. I dust. You know, I do, I put down some, we have a a nice throw rug in there. I do some carpet cleaner down on that and vacuum it up. Like I do a deep clean in one of the rooms in our house. Uh, This week it'll be the TV room on the bottom floor of our house on the other side of the house. We have a kind of a hangout, chill TV, media room. Uh, And I'll do that this week. So, that's my cleaning routine. I do that on Fridays. So, that's my daily and weekly stuff. It's my routine. Uh, Get up in the morning. uh, About 6.30 in the morning. Uh, I know that's not early for a lot of people. But for retired people, that could be considered early. Uh, Get up at 6.30. Get my workout in. Then I get my uh, 10-year-old son up. And uh, get him ready for school, I make both beds I uh, I don't, we gotta make the beds right away I'm a make the bed everyday kind of person But I get him ready for school, I make his lunch And I walk him to school And uh, take the dogs, that's their walk It's only about 5 blocks, not even, maybe 3 to 4 um, Turn the water on the front yard before I go Turn it off when I come back, that gets the yard watered, get the dogs back And then I come in and I uh, read scriptures for 15 minutes. I do my meditation. I do music uh, for 30. Then I write a letter. And then I go into uh, projects. And on the next episode, we'll talk about what some of those projects are. Uh, It's about self-improvement and getting better at things that you're not good at. So thanks for listening. And again, I'm Dr. Ben Dale and I have a fear of retirement.